Sunday, June 14th, the yin, the yin and the yang episode five, my buddy Paul Avery, good morning. Good morning. And I'm Joe, and welcome everyone. Uh, lots of talk, it's been a few days, we've been, it's been a very busy week for both of us, so um, we haven't talked in uh, several days, um, and lots, lots to catch up on. Um in both our personal life and some of the things that we're doing, as well as, you know, obviously what's going on in our world. Um, one very important topic that I just want to get right into is organization that Paul started years ago, Brave Moves, um, has had to evolve due to him going back to school and getting his uh, uh, and teaching and lots of other things and moving. Um, but Regardless, it continues to evolve and it still has life in it and still going. And now it's going to go even uh, in a different direction and, and get going again and got some people to help join you. So just, I mean, briefly, um, if I if I don't if I never heard anything about it, just tell me a little bit about what uh, what, what is what's your next brave move, I guess. Uh, basically, what brave move is, is, is an organization that will kind of help people remove some of the barriers that are preventing them from being successful. We've all seen in the news today what's been going on. And part of the reason is that is there's been so many barriers placed upon people for so long that's not allowing them the opportunity to be successful. And when you go back in the, to the community, you hear a lot of the same stories about, well, why can't they do this? Or why can't they do that? Well, they can't do that because there's more barriers in the community. So to give you an example, for instance, um, say a, a student wants to be involved in a program that has 30 students in it and it's a 16-week program, and there may be all the kids really want to do it, and they're really invested, but there's a few barriers that don't allow all of them to complete that program. Maybe five of the children have those resources, but the other 25 have different barriers, you know, very important, that prevent them from completing that. So a barrier might be transportation. It might be childcare. It might be steady employment, or it might be actually just a home to live in. So if we can remove some of those barriers that give people the opportunity to be placed in a situation to where they can be placed in qualified positions to become successful, that's what we want to help them be able to do. Now, we don't want to pretend that there's not going to be any more barriers, but we want to be able to place them in a position where they can then be able to move the next set of barriers that they're going to be faced with. So what we do is we would like to partner people that don't know what to do or where to start with people that need the help and people that want to help um, that I'm sorry, people that want to help that don't know where to start or what to do with the people that need the help. So that's where Brave Move comes in. And we can kind of nurture these kids who fall out of these programs because if the barriers aren't removed, they have to fall back into these medial jobs um, like McDonald's or the gas station. I'm not taking anything away from those jobs, but then they stay in those jobs because they still have those barriers. So let's give them that chance, that little bit of that push to be placed in the position to be more successful. And I believe by doing that and placing these people into the community, it will change the way they vote. It will change the way they think about the community. It'll change the way they protest. There's a lot of different things that I think can be positive from this. So the first thing we have to do is get the fear and the anxiety out of it. And we really need to be brave and we really need to just move. So people want to see action. And that's where Brave Move comes in. 
and I know it's just in its infancy and we're just getting restarted here, but you know, I love the concept, just simple. We're going to try to help a few kids that, um, you know, we identify and, and, you know, that's something we have to work through, but you know, and, 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 and kids that are minorities, correct? Is that- you know, kids definitely that are minorities, people of color, because I think we all know them, uh, people in your church, people in, in, your, in, your, in the schools. We all know maybe that one kid that could use a little extra push, a little extra support that maybe that one family can't afford to do on their own. But if we were to all say, hey, why don't you all just identify one student that we, one child that we know in the community that we really think can be successful and let's all come around and nurture him and help him get to where he needs to be. And if that means yeah. getting the resources together as, you know, as a group to actually allow him to get through a program that might be 16 weeks or 24 weeks where he doesn't have to worry about the financials of it and just get him in the position where he can make change, where he can be an agent of change. That's all we're doing. And we, we can't help the masses. We know that. But we can help the ones that really, really want to be a part of it and that really want to really want to succeed and help and help shepherd them through until they're successful. And then when that happens, yeah. we go back and we bring another one back. Yeah. And the more people that are willing to participate, the more people you can help. Exactly. And it makes it simple. And, and Brave Moves is simply the conduit that takes the kids that are in need to get past that. Like, you know, an eight year old kid wakes up and says, hey, I want to be a doctor. And if he's an eight-year-old kid, regardless of anything, what are the steps that's going to take for them to be a doctor? How realistic, you know? And 90% of that, a lot of times, is them believing they can do it too, right? If they can't, if they don't see it, they don't believe they can be it. And that's the truth. Yeah. So getting that kid, and then you connect that kid throughout the process with maybe another family or two. Yeah. Really take interest in that kid. And eventually, that kid is connected with somebody that we know at UW or... um you know, I can't remember the hospital down there. I've been there enough times in the emergency oh, room. Wow. I don't know. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, by where you're at. And, um, you know, or you can, you know, you find ways to do it. And, and then the more and more we network and the more people we get in um, to, to be part of this, the, the better we can make it for these people. And, you know, it's a long term thing, too. I like that. It's, you know, we had a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of discussion. Hey, do, do I just go out and hire you know, for people that are minorities. No, nah, you can't do that. And, and that's, that becomes you know, a problem because yeah. then everyone's like, oh, look, we hired four, you know, African Americans, but were they four qualified African Americans? Again, then we're in the same situation to where then someone has the valid, you know, validity to say, well, they weren't qualified. That's why they couldn't get the job done. Well, let's take all that out of the equation and let's figure out, figure out a way to be more successful in the streamlining to make more people successful well and think about how that um conversation changes when someone goes oh is that is that guy qualified or whatever yeah that guy by the way he has his um he has his master's in sciences from harvard yeah and all of a sudden you shut up right you know so yeah <laughs> it's you know get it, if you get someone in there and they're in the right you know position too and and you know so uh, very exciting and we'll talk more and more and mm-hmm. i know you're just getting it developed and it's changing but you know i like the simplicity of yeah. it and of course anyone can reach out to us we'd love for anyone to be a part of this and it's just awesome well, it's just going to start with one it's going to start with one and uh, you just have to ask yourself what's your next brave move well the first thing you do is you got to be brave and the next thing you know is you got to move which means you have to take action and so there you go what's your next brave move
Awesome. And all we need people is to be brave and we're going to help them make that move. <laughs> I love it. Really? You know, the more we get into it, we don't want to get too delve too deep into it to let all of our secrets out, but we've got a nice plan coming on and we're going to, we're going to plan the work. We're going to work the plan and we're going to, we're going to make it successful. Yeah, I love it. You know, and we've been talking about education a lot and a lot of this is evolved around education, you know, and I've you know been thinking of a lot of ways on the brave moves, but, you know, we were also talking, um, you know, in general earlier this week and, you know, there's a question that came up and I just I just think you have some really interesting thoughts on it. And and it's a very interesting question, you know, but, you know, as we're going to go through this, we're going to be reforming the educational system. Right. You know, regardless, I see so many people, when, whether they're wanting to create new schools or. You know, we just got to better, better educate our children, all of our children, right? Well, you know? what it boils and, down, and, yeah, and, I'm sorry. And then, I'm so, that's all right, that's all right. And you just brought up history and, like, how are we going to teach history? And, you know, and it's a little microcosm of this whole big thing. But, you know, we're going to have to look at how we teach everything and how our education. But, I mean, what an interesting subject, you know. You know how are we going to teach history going forward? And you had brought up that question. And I just wonder, what are your thoughts on that? You know, um, it's really difficult, Joe, because I think as you pull all these layers, different layers back with what's going on in society, I think what we've done is we've, we've, we saw that there's been so many lives told to so many people. And once people can get away from, oh, black, 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 and yes, it's important, but even, even white people have been lied to for a long time. You know, they were told certain things and it's been written in the history books throughout years and they were brought up on that ideology and they didn't know any better because most people I know, most, I'd say white people I knew, knew nothing about the riots in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Why don't they teach that in schools? And, and that's just something that's really horrific because it's something really horrific about, you know, what white men did and they don't really, really want that story told. And then you look at Christopher Columbus and they don't really want you to know the real story because when the real story gets brought up, it makes, again, it makes white men look bad. So the real, the reality of it all is that every good deed that seems to be done in history, there's, there's a bad deed behind that. So the thought that America's been good all the time is not true. And this all stems from, you know, greed. And I've mentioned that before, it's just greed. People wanted everything and now they might be in risk of losing everything because it's so unfortunate that you had, you know, you have a group of people that made that had every advantage, every advantage and spent all of their energy making sure that a group of people had every disadvantage. And so here we are, because at the same time, while they're doing that, they're screaming it in the name of white supremacy. So it's fear and anxiety kind of, started racism and fear and anxiety drives a lot of different things in society it drives the way we think the way we where we live where we work, work. there's a lot of things that drives what we buy what we buy fear and consumption yeah. yeah and now everyone's worried now about all their things that are going to get taken and then taking away from the big picture because they're so worried about their fear and that's how it all started from racism they were so scared of the black man and anxiety so they're so anxious that they put barriers in place to make sure that they didn't succeed because they were, because they were afraid. And you see where we end up? 
you see where we end up? So fear and anxiety needs to be taken out of the equation. People need to not be afraid. They need to not be afraid. This is the time for everyone to be brave. And unfortunately, with education, since there's been so many lies told, how do you teach the same things? Because you now have to add all of the people of color that were denied, I mean, you know, access to those books who should have been in those books. Because most books are, you know, about what white men did great for America. And we might get a, a page and a half about what a black person did. Oh, they did this, or they did this, or, you know, or, or oh, sometimes slaves weren't treated very nicely. And that's, that's the, the end of the conversation, and they move on to another part of the book. So you have to look at everything now in history because everyone's reality is kind of a shock to everybody, especially for white Americans. It has to be a shock. It's got re- to be a real kick in the gut to think, wow, we've been lied to all this time, too. All this time, we've been told Look at all these people have been the problem, but when the finger points back, it's like, holy, look at this. This all points back to us being so afraid and so anxious that we just started putting barriers in place. And now it's, what do you do? Because now you've done this to people for so long, they know what you're going to say next. They know what you're going to do next, you know, on paper or in in the limelight, in the spotlight to make things right, to kind of sweep things under the rug. But that can't happen now. So now it really does have to be, America now has a chance to really be the America it claims it is by having everybody involved in the process. And education is gonna have to, unfortunately, it might have to have a big overhaul when it comes to like history and how you teach history. What about political science, how that might be taught? What about criminal justice? All the different, you know, books and things out there about how criminal justice should be, you know, dealt out to different communities when it was all made by people who didn't know, didn't know the communities they were policing anyway. So do you need to revise all of those books as well? That's a whole other conversation. But just to let you know, it starts there. I think education is really going to have to think about where they go moving forward. Well, I think education was already on its way to reform all the way up through the university level and how people, you know, get in and do it. And I think this is really going to push forward a lot of great ideas Um, locally here. I have a friend that's um, and I know you've looked at some of their plans and I wouldn't want to get into that here because it's, you know, private. uh, But, you know that's something that probably wouldn't have happened for several years. I know they would have done it anyway. They've had that plan, but all of a sudden it's coming up. And I think a lot of other people are going to start doing that, but you know, our educational system and the the way we teach and everything has had to change, you know, should have, and and that's going to come out of this because everybody's looking at education. Well, you're going to have so many debates because you're going to have a lot of scholars coming (coughs) from here and from there. And a lot of people aren't going to want to hear the, the ugly truth of a lot of things. You know what I mean? Well, it's going to be like, yeah, we have to do the Pledge of Allegiance every day and yeah. God's in the, pre- you know, whatever the smallest change. It's like, it's, and the only real, you know, thing on that is tradition. Like people come back to tradition and it's like, you know, it, whether it's a racist tradition or just a tradition, you know, it's going to change over time. And even when you talk about history, it's like, you know, A, we need to make sure that we're teaching the right things. But once you get past the obvious in history is when they, like you said, oh, 
they treated slaves bad. You know, that's very obvious to everyone, right? Yeah. And then, boom, it doesn't go past that. Um, well, any history thing, whatever you put up, once it gets past the obvious, they don't get into it anymore. Right. They don't want to. They're afraid because then it really lets them see, holy, I'm, we're part of this. We, we made, we created this. Look what we created. We created a country basically from greed, fear, and anxiety is what America was built on. Well, and, and I don't, you know, I, I, I try not to get into any kind of religion or anything or whatever, but, um, you know, whether it's, you know, it's the same thing with, at least with the books, it's all, it, it still is, it, regardless of whatever, however you write it, it's still somebody's, it's subjective. It's somebody's opinion when they're writing a book. Yeah. Even if it's facts, it's who, it comes down to who's the person that wrote that book. That's why it's even hard to talk about when you bring, if someone brings God into the situation, because, okay, someone might say, well, I'm a Christian. I'm not a racist. I say, okay, well, are you a sinner then? And they say, well, we're all sinners. I say, well, are you, are we all racist then? I say, that's a ridiculous argument to say that we're all sinners after you say, are you racist? So again, they hide behind the Bible, just like, you know, Trump, Trump in the White House. And they make a mockery of it, and they basically just prove my argument whenever they speak. But again, people don't want to hear the ugly truth, which prevents a lot of things from happening. Because you see, people spent 400 years trying to make sure that people didn't succeed. So, of course, they spent just as much time making sure that people didn't know the truth. Yeah. Well, and a lot of people are still going to continue to try to make sure that you don't succeed and other people don't succeed. Yeah. Just, I mean, there's, there's a lot of people speaking up right now and there's a lot of people that are, um, you know, this is it that are, you know, it's the pendulum swings really fast and really quickly, really quickly to both sides. Mm-hmm. And just as fast as everybody's jumping to the left side, they're jumping just, to the there's right. a lot of people. Yeah. Maybe they're not being as vocal because, you know, quite honestly, they can't be. We're not giving them that uh, sounding board anymore. But that's why it doesn't they mean they're not Trump. doing shit. <laughs> that's why they need someone like Trump to give them more of a sounding board because they know that right now they have to kind of go in the shadows more now because if they're going to get outed and they get outed, they're going to lose money. And that's what it boils down to. Again, greed. They're afraid of losing their things. They're afraid of losing their wealth. That's what it boils down to. Yeah. And then Spe- everyone's going to have you know, there's going to be a lot of woe is me moments, like I said before, like, oh, remember that old episode with Saturday Night Live when you know, Hillary lost the election? And it was like, oh, my God, I think America's racist. It's like it's the same thing. <laughs> right. But it's like it's all over again <laughs> about slavery and about greed and about all these things. And it's like, yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah <laughs> surprise surprise <laughs> so speaking of dumbasses and their uh voices we, we're gonna play this little game today we're gonna make it a little lighthearted right now and it's a perfect transition because you just brought it up and and their voice is trump and you said it so speaking of their voice i had a little fun game i want to play with you and we'll give it a shot and um so i'm gonna give you a quote okay i want you to tell are you familiar with the show the office which one, the American one or the English one? The, the, the American one or the English one, but I mean the American one is is more. But I mean, you know, you know the premise, yes. right? And, mm-hmm. and the boss is like a complete idiot, yeah. right? Yes. 
So uh, these are quotes from, so it's either going to be a quote from Trump or from the boss, Michael <laughs> Scott, from the office. And you're going to have to try to guess, okay? Okay. I'm going to try to give you a very easy one to start off with, okay? Okay. Okay, here's the quote. I have a great relationship with the blacks. Oh, my God. That has to be Trump. That is Trump. I knew that would be an easy <laughs> one for you. So, okay. So hopefully these will not be as easy, okay? All right. Um, but we'll see. Um, would I rather be feared or loved? Easy. Both. I want people to be afraid of how much they love me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the fact that you're even thinking about it. Well, because I'm thinking that, <laughs> you know why I'm thinking about it, even though I haven't seen it? I'm thinking that it sounds like Trump. But at the same time, I'm thinking that maybe the guy from the office might have tried to use that and, and use it in the wrong context. Uh, so yeah. I'm thinking that's what makes me start laughing in my head. But, <laughs> so I'm going to go. Which is the whole point of this game, right? So, I'm, so I think you're trying to stump me. I'm going to go with the office. It is the office guy. It is the office guy. So. <laughs> two for two, though. So far, so good. But The first one's a test. You don't get a point for that one. So. All right. All right. All right. Another one. I'm not superstitious. I'm just a little stitious. <laughs> <laughs> the office. <laughs> yeah, the office. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, this is just too easy. Okay. Abraham Lincoln once said, if you're a racist, I will attack you with the North. And these are the principles I carry with me. That sounds like Trump. Nope, that's from the office. Really? <laughs> yeah. You know, you know why? Because, you know why I thought it was Trump? I th I thought that he might say that in the wrong context and like totally fuck it up, and then he would just get trolled on Twitter from using that statement uh, because it doesn't really apply to him. Um. So yeah. Okay. I'll take that loss. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you get one or two wrong or else it would be too obvious. <laughs> All right. People flush the toilet like 15 times instead of one time. So I have the EPA looking into that. Trump. Yeah, that's Trump. Have you heard that one before? No, I haven't heard it. But he's talking about a space force and um, all these things. But he doesn't talk about the, the, the pertinent things that we really need done. He talks about nonsense because no matter what happens, he can go in his bunker, whether it's the bunker paid for by the American people or the bunker he probably has paid for in South Dakota somewhere. Right. <laughs> and that's, I mean, just if you look at that, you know, they're having a water problem. So he's his his problem is he thinks people are flushing the toilet too much. Oh, so he, he doesn't he doesn't think that's point. That's that statement's wrong from the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> right exactly <laughs> although after like a night of pizza and uh oh. ice cream i may have to flush 15 times oh, too much information all right you want to you want to do a couple more yeah yeah that's good. okay cool do i need to be liked absolutely not not absolutely not i like to be liked i enjoy being liked i have to be liked but it's not That's a compulsive Trump. need to be liked. That's like, Trump. I need to be praised. That's Trump. 
Actually, 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 it's Michael Scott from the Get office. Get out of town. I swear. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> why? Why? If, I, if, if, I tell you what, television <laughs> and me, it's, it's amazing me because that sounds so Trump-like because if you look at him today, his whole campaign, everything about himself, his presidency is about, look at me, look at me. He wanted the biggest stage of the world. He wanted everything. He wanted to look at me and now look at him. So it's it's just amazing that that's not him. Yeah. He thinks his life is a TV show. Didn't he have that stupid TV show where people worked for his company and he fired them or whatever? The Apprentice. He thinks, yeah, he thinks he's in the episode of The Apprentice. You know what? He's just, um, he's basically just a, I don't want to start talking about other people, adult, you know, movie stars. <laughs> he, he's he's kind of like a Don King. He just kind of, he, he talks a lot of stuff and he just kind of backs down and almost like his, uh, the rally that he was going to do on the 19th, he knew exactly what he was doing. Then he reeled it back to the 20th, but just by doing that, he's still kind of poking the dog. He's still kind of poking the dog. He's just kind of stepping back just enough to have things both ways. And he's still just trying to appeal to his base in so many evil ways. And he's a wicked man. So when people follow him and they, when you talk to people and then you try to have rational conversation and they start going back to the things that you already know is going to happen, they're going to start attacking your intellect or they're smarter than you, which we all thought, I told you that's the, you know, the little white lie that was told from the beginning, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, you tell one little white lie, like, Hey, we're smarter than them. We're better than them. And uh, we're going to make sure they don't get any um, advantages. And then when we still make it through all of that, now people are having meltdowns on live TV. They're having meltdowns in their neighborhoods. They're going out in the street with guns, thinking that we're going to take their stuff. Because that's been their narrative their whole lives is that we're the problem. And it's just, I don't even know how it all reels back to this. I didn't mean for it to. And uh, what question are we on? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's good. And that's a good transition, too, because that's the whole point of that. How absurd this is. That absurd. This, is, this guide is, is reading absurd. it. But you know what? He's, you know, if there's one thing that's beneficial to him being the president right now and when history and over time, right now, it's the worst person we could have in the presidency. And everybody's like, oh, I can't believe this guy's the president while all this is happening. Well, this all this is happening because this guy's the president. <laughs> let's, not, let's, 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 let's not lose cause and effect here. You know, it's not that he, oh, that he's just, oh, poor guy has to deal with it. No, he's dealing with it because he's created this shit. He did. He fucked up with the virus. He's he, he, he fucked up on this George Floyd thing. You know, well, and, you know what, and, though, Joe, you know, it's unintended consequences. Now, for all his hate and rage and telling people to pit people against each other, again, it's backfired because now it's exactly what he doesn't want to see is he sees people of all different colors now actually working together for a solution. That's what he didn't want, and that's what he got. Now that's what he has. He has people like you and I in the streets holding hands, black and white, holding Hands. And that's why people are foaming at the mouth. They thought it was going to have the opposite effect, but it hasn't had that effect. Now you can really differentiate between the good white people and the bad white people. And so, of course, there's going to be people that are going to infiltrate. That's just life. That's just war. We're in a a world world of life. But we see what's happening here. And he probably can't even sleep at night. That's why he hasn't said anything. He can't say anything. That's why no one... and the Republicans are saying anything. The evangelicals aren't saying anything. 
Because if they say one word, they're hypocrites. Yeah, we mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Everybody's just kind of being, and they're sitting back right now because they know they can't. But this is going to blow over. They're gonna, yeah. He's going he's gonna to show so much force. He's going to put them back in a submission and go back to what we used to do and try to shame people into not speaking up and shame you for wanting to be proud of who you are. And it starts with shame and like, you know, fear, anxiety. And let's make them be shameful. It's almost like with, you know, no, no gays and things like that. And it's just like they try to make you feel shameful of anything. It's like slut shaming. It's all about shame. Make people feel bad about, you know, anything yeah, that they've done. How they the feel and who they love. Make people feel bad else. about it's ridiculous. You know, who they love in the past and, and they devalue it and they dehumanize it. And yeah. and I've done it. I've been guilty of it and been like, oh man, a little bit yeah. jealous. When I was younger, of course, you get jealous and you're like, oh my God, you how come that guy you, if that guy, if that guy, your ex-boyfriend, it's like, you know what? Guess what? She didn't know you then before then. And guess what? They probably had a real rash, real relationship, real feelings, and things got kind of thrown in the mix and things didn't work out. Just be happy that maybe you don't want to mess up, you know? So yeah. it's like you gotta look at things a whole lot differently and stop looking at things the way, you know, I'm sorry to say, but the way white men have been looking at things forever. They're scared, fear anxiety so they put you know they put caps on everything to prevent things from just being natural because they they're afraid of it don't be afraid embrace it you might like well, it try it. you might like it yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> trust me never mind i won't even go down yeah, i know path, right but... <laughs> that's another but, two but I would say, yeah exactly <laughs> and, and one for more adult uh, folks yeah that's um, that's but um, just back to your very simple statement, you know, what, how could anyone say anything's wrong with just us holding hands in the street and whether it's me, whether it's you being black or you met or, or my friend who's gay or my friend who is, you know, has a different religion, me, whatever. How could anyone say that? I mean, what could be wrong with that? How could anyone say that? Unless it's like you said, it's, Joe, you know, but you know, people have been taught their I've whole heard. life to be afraid and fear exactly. brings so many emotions with it you I'm know you, go to fox news go to fox news their motto is they've ruined our lives come on the people that say the confederate flag and they're pissed off they're saying their lives have been ruined their lives have been ruined because people want to be treated yeah. like human beings and that is that fascinates me so think about yeah Think about what a dumbass you have to be to really like a flag that much. <laughs> and it's the losing flag. It's the losing flag. I mean, second to last, second to last. My who, goal is to be second to last. Who, exactly. My goal is to be second to last. But here's the point, Joe. They're losing and they know they're losing. And here's the sad part. You ever have to kick somebody's ass twice? <laughs> you, try your best, you try your best to kind of not have to do it. Yeah, and but this we've kind of let go on a, a too long, and America now knows they need to be on the right side of history at this point. Yeah, and you know what? Maybe you need to kick the Confederates' ass one more time so they get yeah. the thick heads that you know what you tried this and it didn't work. Yeah. It's not gonna work. You are not gonna hold people down at the same time hold a flag saying equal justice for all. Yeah. 
Well, and every once in a while, you got to remind. So, like, you know, my brother would do it for me, give me a good ass kicking, and then probably about four or five months hey. later, I'd be all cocky, and then he'd give me another good ass kicking to remind for me about it. the first one. You know, sometimes you got to be <laughs> Just in case you want to do that again, I'm going to just remind you what happened. <laughs> you know, and that's, and I think maybe this is a little bit of an ass kicking for a lot yeah. of these people. So I'm going to do one. We're going to do one more before we. Uh, be, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to no, cut no. you off. No, no, no. We didn't say that for you. So. All right. We're going to do one more. And if we want to still talk, we can. I mean, we're at 30 minutes or whatever. But I, I want to do one more of these to okay. try to lighten and finish it up just because this is my favorite one. And I, and I can't believe. Um, yeah. We'll see if you can get it right. I, I don't know. My philosophy is basically this. And this is something that I live by. And I always have. And I always will. Don't ever for any reason do anything to anyone for any reason ever, no matter what, no matter where or who you are with or where you are going or where you've been ever for any reason whatsoever. Hmm. <laughs> I just think it's hilarious that you don't really know. That's the whole joke is that you I really know. don't know. That's what's like... Huh. I huh. mean, the point of the game isn't to get it right. It's a fact that we really don't know. Well, here's the this thing. Is, this is like I'm... one of the, you know, this is like a really ridiculous boss in a comedy show. I know. And you and you've and watched the have... English version, and, yeah. and the same thing. Rickard, Ricky Gervais's character is the same exact character. That's why it doesn't matter. And the president of our country. So, I mean. Okay. Well, here's my answer, and I'm going to tell you why. I don't know if I should tell you why now or after. But my answer is going to be Trump. Okay. Tell me why. Because he's a narcissist. <laughs> well, the answer is it's Michael Scott, and he's a narcissist, wow. too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It's just, oh, it's just, I can't believe That's it. That's fantastic. We're going to have to do something like this again. I mean, it's just. It's oh, just I like crazy. that. I like how you threw that on me. I wasn't prepared. I think we should do definitely do that again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just before we go, um, any anything else, anything I know we were talking about, we didn't get into the show, you know, make sure the next step is voting, whatever. But anything you want to wrap up on Brave Moves or just uh, in general? You know what? Just Brave Moves. We just want to be, a, 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 we want to help people. We want to pair those people up, the people that don't know what to do or where to start, but the people that need the help. And we're going to help them um, form a relationship and help shepherd uh, these people uh, one by one, just like brick by brick on a foundation uh, to get them going in the right, right direction. And just that, you know, get fear and anxiety out of our lives. We need to get fear and anxiety out of our lives because it drives so many things and it doesn't lead to anything positive. But right now, we really need to remember that there's a bigger picture. There is a light at the end of the tunnel. There is a rainbow. There is a rainbow. So that's all I need to say. I hope I'm not being too, you know, giddy giddy, but that's how I feel. There's some, uh, I think there's some good out there. And I think everybody, a lot of people, I'm not going to say everybody, but I think there's a lot of people now moving in the right direction and actually willing to have the conversation. And once they're willing to have the conversation, they're willing to have those feelings of, that are uncomfortable and feel some of that pain. And if they begin to feel some of that pain, I think then they'll start to want to make some serious change, and which is why we see the streets the way they are today. And a few people, they tried to silence a few people saying that all lives matter. Now the whole world is saying all black lives matter. 
and now the whole world is holding hands in the streets peacefully, which is why there's people planning ways to go out and antagonize. They want to have AK-47s on the roofs because they want you to react in a way that's not, you know, as they say, American. So we just have to keep the, keep up the good fight and just um, that's what they don't want us doing is holding hands and doing this together, which is a, exactly why we have to do it. So it's a call to action. And my, I say, what's your next brave move? Yeah, perfectly said. I really have nothing to add to that. Well put. Thank you, sir. All right. Thank you, man. And have a great day. All right. Thanks. We will talk soon.